Today's episode of the B-Movie Breakdown is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bmovie. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, your Android, your iPad, your Kindle. All of them. All of them. Not Zunes. Just to clarify, for those out there who thought we were serious about the Zunes, yeah, we, those, we understand the limitations of the Zunes. Those noobs with their Zunes. We understand the limitations of the Zunes. It doesn't work. And it does not work. No. For you, the listeners of the B-Movie Breakdown, Audible is offering a free audiobook download worth 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can re- you can listen to a plethora of books, maybe because you're excited because it just came out, and maybe you went and saw it this past weekend, or you're going to see it uh, while it's in theaters, and you want to hear the book, and you don't have time to read it, but you have... Do you know, it. You can listen to it. It is on there, read by Steven Weber. It's fantastic. It was a, I listened to it a while back. It was it was so good. He does a great job as a narrator. You can also read Astrophysics Astrophysics. For People in a Hurry, narrated and written by uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Good stuff. So many books on there. You can download any of those or any other audiobook for free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bmovie. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bmovie. Bmovie. For your free audiobook today. Ah yes, it's Couch Pilots, the show that dares to fly into the unknown territory of awful television pilots of the past. Join Captain Blake Clayton and me, the Bottle Cap Kid, as we soar through the skies while discussing television shows that had one and only one episode. We'll dig into behind-the-scenes facts that may or may not be interesting, break down why it didn't work, unearth reviews from around the world, and provide our very own special brand of rating. So click a blue link, say hi to Tarmac John, and become one of our very own frequent flyers by subscribing in iTunes or your favorite podcast app of choice and earn points towards an array of surprise prizes. Check out new episodes every Monday, and don't forget to rate us, leave us a review, and tell a friend. And as always, we're proudly part of the FCF Network family of shows at fcfnetwork.com. Well, these pilots are usually rough, but it's always a smooth flight here on Couch Pilots. Thanks, everyone. Hope to see you soon. Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 155. 155. I-55. It's an interstate. It's kind of like I is the one. That's why I said it. Yep. Yep. It's an interstate. It exists. Yeah. Just like me, I exist. Yeah. My name is Corey. For better or worse. And with me as always. Yes, I am here. Be here, be known. To be here, be known. That is Nick. Being silly as always. Being that chunky monkey. God, you're such a piece of shit. (laughs) God, just pure dog shit. (laughs) Chunky monkey. And uh, the B-Movie Breakdown is now on the FCF Network. That's a true fact. Uh, You may have heard... But that's uh, not fake news. You may have heard before this intro an ad for another podcast. Uh, Also, uh, the bumper at the end of the podcast... That yes. is for the FCF network. It's good branding. It's a good, good. So you know they have some awesome podcasts on there. Drunken lullabies, couch pilots, low blow podcast. Let's try this podcast. Uh, Metal hand of God and uh, a few others. 
So uh, it's a good chunk of episodes. Good, good chunk, cast to good listen chunk to. of podcasts. Yeah. Good, good chunk of content. Yeah. Good group of dudes. Yeah. And and women. There's also women involved. There are there women involved, as, as just well. like the real world. Just like women the, just are also like the real involved. World. So yeah. you can you can uh, go to fcfnetwork.com and check out all of those podcasts. Our stuff is on there. Our, our Instagram, everything is on there now. So we are fully part of the FCF network. Those links. I also want to give a shout out. Shout it out. To friend of the show, Andrew Wolf, and his podcast, Tandem Take. Tandem Take. Tandem Take podcast. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever. It's, it's where all you over. find the podcast. Where you find the podcast. Is where you get the podcast. You can find his podcast, just like our podcast, which is a. What is this? It's a B movie breakdown. It's a weekly podcast where we find the humor, oh enjoyment, God. and awesomely bad films of the past and present. Do we? Oh, the good, the bad, the what the, the fuck. Yeah, fuck. This week, definitely in that what the fuck category. Yeah. Well, it's definitely there. I like things with vague constraints. We always um, let you know uh, the week prior what the movie's going to be so you can join in on the madness. You can find us. It is madness. Uh, you can listen to us. On our website, bbpodcast.com, on iTunes, on your Apple Podcast app, any sort of podcast app you might use, you can find the you damn what, podcast and know, listen to it. You know what you're doing. Subscribe on those things. If you subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes, what do you do? Leave us a review, do rate that. it, review it, leave a suggestion. We will watch that movie. Tell me to watch Robot Jacks again. I mean, you can tell me to do that. You but... could tell. Yeah, maybe you can just do it independently. I am going to. I'm going to put the tile on it. I mean, it's a great, it's a great movie. I know. Tell me to I watch love... Super Mario Brothers. Let's do it. Mario Tell Brothers. me to watch Hercules in New York with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> we still need to watch the other Hercules with Lou Ferrigno. That's true. We only That's watched true. the one. That's we need, true. We still need to watch That's the true. other one. I was putting together my top five favorite movies, and Robo Jacks has cemented itself into that top and, five. Uh, but I thought that was your secret favorites. Yeah, I'm just calling it top five now because that's how much I care oh, about life. All right. So, like, those, there was one more I can't think of. But one is still up for grabs. I haven't decided yet. Gotcha. Like, it's in my head. I just got to put it together. Hercules, New York, Super Mario Brothers, a movie, and Robot Jocks. Miami Connection. Ah, that's close. <laughs> if only I had watched it like 20 years earlier, which is impossible to do. You that was that, impossible to you're do. You're that one person that found it way back when. That'd be a anybody, real that'd be a real secret movie. Before anybody else found yeah. it. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. On Instagram, on Twitter, uh, Twitter is at BNB Podcast. Instagram is at B Movie Breakdown. You can also just search uh, BNB Podcast. It's all over the place. It'll find us there. Facebook, like us on there. Follow us on Instagram. We're all over the fucking place. We're all over the fucking place. We're all over the fucking place. And this week's movie is the Corey Trifecta. The Tricori Tops. Goddamn Tricori Tops. It's the Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, 1989 classic. Yeah, you know what's also classic real quick? Scarol.com. Oh, shit. Don't, don't. It's not a bad thing. But yeah, because it's coming to a close, my current storyline, so I want to put it out there. Gotcha. With Mufflock and Mr. Mogul's attempts to control the company of Equinox. Um, Scarol.com. Facebook, Instagram, at Scarol Stories. Find me. Be here, be known. Be here, be known. Yeah. Just like this week's movie, Dream a Little Dream from yeah. 1989, starring Corey Feldman, Corey Haim. Check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. So if you want to watch it before you listen to us discuss it, I highly recommend it because it is a bizarre what-the-fuck movie, and it's definitely out there. And you probably think, oh, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, it's a teen comedy 
Uh, well, I mean, I guess Lost Boys isn't like a comedy. It's funny at parts, but you just think it's like, oh, one of the Corey movies, and it's 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 a lot deeper than you think it's going to be. So check out Dream a Little Dream from 1989. It's the best of the worst. I don't really know where to start. Can you? About this movie. Can we even begin? Because this movie is so bizarre. Oh, it's... It's a... Like, for a movie... And at the time, like, the two Corys, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, were huge. Mm -hmm. Like, in their own separate movies they were in, and then once they started being in movies together, Lost Boys, License to Drive, it's like... This is like a movie that people are going to see because the two Corys were it's in It's almost it. like their combined star power is what got this to even be a thing. And like, but like, how, what did people think? Well, I don't know. The theaters to see this because I guarantee you that whatever the trailer looks like. Is nothing. It's we'll probably have to, like a, a yeah. teen comedy. Yeah. Maybe it might have some sort of like silly like dream stuff in it or whatever and it's what it might be kind of silly but like that'd be fine because it's like it's just a teen 80s comedy it's and, a high concept film and it's really high concept it's real out there uh before we really get into like the thick of things you know yeah the Corey things are gonna get thick Corey Hel Haim's character Dinger so thick he has a broken leg in the movie yeah and he the reason he has that is because originally he didn't have a broken leg. And what happened? It got broken. He yes, he broke his leg. So they had to write it into the. You know, it's script. like so. The only parts were like. But he mentions in their in the beginning when they're having like their love scenes. It's what I'll call them. It's not they weren't making love, but they basically were making like friendship love. Right. Like, he talks about how his mom ran over his leg. He says that later on, though. Does he? Yeah. Is it later on? Yeah, because he mentions it when they're when he's, like, trying to catch up. And he's like, it's not my fault my mom... I thought he mentioned well, it earlier, What really too. happened, though, in real life, Hain broke his leg while trying to teach his mom how to ride a motorbike. She couldn't use the brakes well yet and ran into the side of a building, breaking her nose and... Corey Haim's leg. So his mom did break his leg. Yeah. And so that's just how his character works. Right. Oh my god. That's the only development you get about his family at all. So right. it's kind of an otherwise dangerous just this crazy guy. And at the time um, of the filming this was like right around the time when both the Corys were getting super addicted to drugs. Great. Like heavy into cocaine. Great. And uh Feldman also was getting into like heroin, but uh, and it's also this is like in like some like notes about the movie is that it's also during and it's very obvious in this movie when he became obsessed with Michael Jackson a thousand percent and it is it is the early stages of Corey Feldman's pure obsession with Michael Jackson. You basically watch it happen over the course of the movie because he starts out just some normal eighties kid, yeah. but then once things start to get going, yeah, they get going. To Neverland, and, it, and it's funny because oh my god, because I one I've I've heard of this movie, and uh, I mentioned last week 
that I had seen the sequel. I don't like we read that little description. How was that connected to this movie? And, and I don't remember anything about that movie. I remember seeing it and it existing, and then I remember this movie existing. I never knew what it was about. Never seen this movie before. But it's funny because in that mid to late '80s, there was like a slew of these like body swap movies. You had Big, which is kind of a body swap movie. It is a body swap movie. Well, he just grows older. He's just he's just the older version of it's himself. the same concept, right? But you had eighteen again, vice versa, and uh, like father like son. So was this... there was like a there's in the late eighties there was just like this plethora of like let's do body swaps. Is it something to do with like something like the greatest generation, like the aging group of people just really want to be kids again? They want to relive their youth. But a, a, most of those though were like. Father and son switch like like obviously like father like son is like that but vice versa is the same way it's like the dad and the son like you don't understand me right uh, and then they swap it's, it's right. like Freaky Friday yeah like, that's, that's like, exactly it is Freaky Friday is like the it original is, it is Freaky Friday Freaky Friday is like the original right. body swap movie and like everyone after that is basically the same I mean I remember there's one with like Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman. Or is it they just came like, out like a number of years ago? And is it, it just like some kind of like like societal exercise and empathy of like, what if I live in this guy's shoes? What yeah. if I live in this guy's shoes? We're gonna grow to be friends because we understand each other. That seems like some kind of mm-hmm. interesting dynamic. Well, they, they come about every now and then, and they're usually comedies. You don't see too many body shop movies that are. No, the you should. Is still silly that you can't really get that into like a serious movie. <laughs> Maybe right. a horror movie that would work. Yeah, well, yeah, if you have a good guy and a bad guy, the one guy would just ruin somebody's life. <laughs> right. Well, then you have a movie like Face Off. It where is. People are just like. There's so many layers. Where they're just like living each other's lives, but with different faces. I mean, that's that's like the science version of like switching bodies. Right. It's like no, this is how this well, works. This is because that, this that, is how this works. Face Off is actually switching, but they're not switching bodies. They're switching, just switching faces. Right. <laughs> But the concept is the same. That movie is increasingly hard to describe to somebody. Face off? Yeah, when you're trying to like tell somebody about certain it's scenes in the movie, like, it, right? you're like, you can't. well, Nicolas Cage is doing this, but he, he's really John Travolta, but he's Nicolas Cage. It's like, just watch it. Just watch it. Just like this movie. This movie you is just a have movie to that watch you it. just have to watch it. And Don't it, watch it alone because I think you'll go to some weird places. Yeah, you'll go to some weird places. You need places. to watch it with another human being. It's uh thing is though, like I and I can't remember much of the sequel, though that the little line we did read, I do remember that being a part of it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Following to this me movie either. to read the first sentence in the description of the sequel makes no sense. But and we're jumping ahead to sequel. I, I did talk watch already. that. As a kid by myself. Man, it, you you give me these little nit, little nuggets that explain so much about you. <laughs> Throughout the course of this podcast, hundred and some episodes, it's like, holy fuck, you watch what as a child? What did that do to you? And like, and I don't... I don't remember that uh, that movie at all, but this movie I don't remember ever seeing. I feel like I need to just sit back in, like, in but, silence for 20 minutes right. before I talk about this film. And if you want to watch this movie, it is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, so if you have Prime, you can watch this movie uh, in its entirety. I'm sure it's probably on YouTube as well in its entirety because how many people are really... If you if you are looking know. for a reason to drop like 99 bucks a year for Amazon Prime, you do it for this film. For this film. Yeah. Though, it's funny because you always think about like, 
oh, who's really caring about this movie? And it's probably just on YouTube and no one's probably, you know, trying to find it. But uh, recently I was trying to look up the movie The Chase, uh, starring Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson and also Henry Rollins. Yeah. And uh, it's like you can't find it anywhere on YouTube. The DVD is like thirty something dollars. That shit's so It's out wild. of print, so yeah. But it's on, I was just like, oh, it's not on demand. It's just a movie I remember. It's how you build the. That's a movie I definitely remember watching a lot as a kid, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'd really like to rewatch The Chase because Henry Rollins kind of came up recently, and uh, he is a hot one. He is a hot one. <laughs> he <laughs> the yeah it. Uh, I wanted to watch that movie, or even we could have done it for the podcast because it's a really absurd movie. Charlie Sheen's like a down and out guy, and he's a cl- like a clown, and he robs this gas station with a, like a butterfinger. He pretends yeah. it's a gun. Oh, I know this. Yeah, I know the movie now. Yeah, and he kidnaps this yeah. like rich dudes. This like, big it. rich guy. I've his seen daughter. this movie. Yeah. Henry Rollins is the police officer. One of the I police remember, officers I've, chasing. Him. I have not seen it in complete pieces, but there must have been a time when it was just being aired. Oh yeah. So like, like I've seen sure. chunks of this film because I do remember that part. Yeah. Because like it's a chase scene. So like once you the get whole watching, movie's it, a chase. I know the it's, entire movie is. It a sucks chase. the end, but then like if you have a noticeable commercial break or you get distracted, then I would just change the channel. Like, yeah, you know, Rollins is like the main police officer chasing them, and he's on like a cops like show. I remember like Anthony Kiedis and Flea or like this other like these like two like burnout guys that are following it but they're like in a van. I don't know. Anyways, regardless, no, but there's not some... everything is on YouTube, but this is for sure Amazon Prime, so you can watch it and fully understand this movie because I feel like we almost can't do it justice because it, it's a, it's a body swap movie in the we in a weird sense of a body swap movie. But the best part when going into this movie, and you've no idea what it's going to become. You have to watch it become what it becomes, right. and then you deal with it. I feel it. like even if you watch a trailer, the big the first twenty minutes of this movie would make no sense. I'm well, we will watch the trailer right. so we can judge these opinions. Right. But, but even, I don't. But I I can't I, I, don't I can't know, imagine any trailer for for this movie that could possibly accurately describe it. Yeah, tell me what was going to happen, especially like prepare me for the first like fifteen twenty minutes of this movie that you have no idea what's one what's going on in this movie, two what it's what it's going to be about, because. As far as you know, it's not gonna be about what it ends up being about. You just—it just seems like it's about here's these old people and here's their lives, and here's this young dude and his friends and yeah. there's their lives. How are they going along with each other? Well, they walk through the one guy's yard when they're going to school. Right, and they don't like it. It's real. And it's like it's, how it's is, like an ongoing thing. And I didn't, and I had no idea this was gonna be a body swap movie. Honestly, what I thought this was, and I think it's from based on watching a trailer a while back uh, for this, is that it, this was like a movie where like I thought that Corey Feldman could like be inside, and Corey Haim could like figured out a way to be inside each other, like people's dreams. No, somebody else figured out Dream World, but they didn't yeah. know anything about it. This ultimate, what kind of research was Coleman doing? What is he, he doing? What was his job? What was his well, he's, like, at this line point, of work? He's, at this point, he's probably retired. Let's be honest. Probably. So he's true. Oh, it's my older my my older years. What am I gonna do? Oh, learn to do martial arts moves to channel my dream energy to like juice to live forever. That seemed like the only goal he had. Yeah, he but was... it was never explained. 
He was meditating. How he was going to do this is just drive his wife nuts. He is meditating to eventually, like... Live, he wanted to live forever. He wanted to live forever, but he figured he could live forever in, like, a dream state. I don't know. Yeah, like, how was he going to... Dream world. But so it, when he died, maybe he could transcend into this dream world? He wanted to channel some weird energy. Some weird, bizarre, nonsensical energy. And am I wrong, but, like, his wife was definitely, like, possibly cheating on him with... His best friend. We thought that at first, and it never got addressed again, but some people just say hi by, like, doing weird kisses. But they're, like, they kiss, and he said something about, like, when are you going to get rid of the old whatever. Like, but, like, right. So, at first, it seemed like there was an affair going on, but it's never, ever addressed. It's never addressed again, so maybe there wasn't. Maybe so it was just I a think, real So, I think he was thing. talking about, I think she probably bitched to him. Like, they bitched to about each other meditating. about, why is he meditating like a crazy right. person? Why does he keep doing this? I love this man, but, like, right. he's out of his mind. Which is, and it's funny. Well, they, and they had a debate like, are you crazy or is it something else? Because crazy we can fix, but if it's something else, I'm right. not going senile. Trust me. And it's funny because, uh, I mean, the biggest, the two big stars in the movie are Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. But the best friend was played by Harry Dean Stanton, who was in a ton of movies. And, like, he barely has a role in this. He's in it a little bit here and there. And, like, it's funny because, an remember, to he's supposed to be like, life. oh, he's the grand, like, this is later on, but remember, he's like, oh, he's going to be, like, the grandpa, like, thing. Once he accepts that Coleman is inside of Bobby. Right. And then that, nothing really happens much with that. No. It's like, why did this well, whole, it, it why did he it. even have to convince him that that was a thing? Because he never, he didn't even help him. Well, I'm figuring maybe he got stuck into some weird conversations after the fact. He, he could Because well, they were hanging out on the back porch. And then like that old lady, I mean, we're jumping ahead. But the old, the old woman with the dog comes by. So I figure like. Once, no, that wasn't the old, an old woman with a dog. That was his wife. That was his wife? Yeah. That was his, that was Harry Dean Stanton's wife. Well, it doesn't, fine. But that doesn't change the fact that she's an old woman. The point no. was that he had to maybe make up some explanation of why he was just hanging out with his kid. And maybe she, it became this thing that we never got to see. Right. And that was a justification he could come up with. Oh, I was helping this guy out because I'm his older grandpa. Like, this kid's in need. Okay. That makes sense. Well... He didn't tell her that he was a grandpa. Not that you know of. No, because that's his wife, and that'd be kind of weird if, like... It wasn't real grandpa stuff, man. It was like Boys know, of America. If, if... He was like, yeah, I'm just watching out this kid. I'm in the big grandpa program? Yeah. All right, I believe that, though. That's what I That's what I meant. Yeah, that was... He just, like, this is the excuse of why he was hanging out with this kid. And just being weird. But that's right. that's way I'm, I'm, I'm on board. That's way too. We need to even. We have to go back to the the focal point of this old man doing martial arts moves to channel something, to channel energy, to become something, to become someone else, to live forever, to go somewhere. But you don't see anything magical happening. He's just doing these fucking weird whimsical maneuvers. It's just like it's some like, like what are it's you just some doing? meditating like. Almost like Tai he's Chi. Like, yeah, he's like channeling his energy, of, yeah. like his actual like, like inner he, he energy. He could be like uh, the Iron Fist. He could be. <laughs> he might as well. Well, if he had more contact with Kun Lun, it would make more sense of why he's able to do these Cause, things. Because then you just get some like, you know, some love montages between the, the older couple. 
uh, Coleman and yeah, you see him with Gina. The, you see him like where they they're eating dinner at breakfast at like their favorite breakfast nook. All right, but then there's like a whole little montage of them like hanging out and like whatever, and then you kind of get spliced in like, oh, here's Bobby who is played by Corey Feldman and his buddy Dinger is played yeah, by Corey Heyman. They're a mess, and they're like just being teenagers and whatever, and like Corey Feldman is like secretly in love with their friend Joel's girlfriend, Lainey. Yeah, Lainey. And so, like, that's like Joel's a... Joel's a good friend. Joel we're is... We're going to plant that seed. We'll talk about yeah, he, Joel. Yeah, he's a great guy. We'll get there. He is. He has a blue jacket with little, like, like a Western jacket with, like, little it tassels. It was like a thing, though, then. But it's blue. It like yeah, everything was a thing. Except, eventually. But, like, Joel's definitely a guy I would want by my side. He'll stand up for you. Yeah. He would, though, but then he'd, like, be real passive-aggressive at you. <laughs> like, even before anything crazy happens, like... Is Joel their friend? Is he not their friend? Yeah, I can never... I couldn't figure it out for I mean, a while. You, I mean, those, like, those friends exist, but, like, it's... I don't know. I can't think of too many people in my life who are friends but not really friends. High school, Work I can. people. High school, I can, because they're just, just around people. Right, yeah, I guess in high school you could get that, like... But, but like, that almost leads to, like, now, like, in life, like, work friends, right? Kind of, but, like... like, people that are friends but not really friends, like, you just see it work and you just say hi to every now and then. But, like, Joel would, like, hang out with them, kind yeah. of. So he was more of a friend. I mean, he would, he would fight for them. So that's the next level. Yeah, he was... Well, obviously... Once you get further in, we'll he is further. definitely their, we'll get further. He is definitely their friend. Don't blow the Joel load yet. I'm not blowing the Joel load. All right, good. anywhere. Don't do that. Um, when this whole like love montage type of thing ends, they get frisky. They get frisky. They do. Uh, Gina and Coleman. Gina and Coleman. So he convinces her to start doing like this meditation stuff with him. It's because she loves him. You're like you're nuts, but like I love you, so I'll participate in your fucking bizarre ass stupid hobby right and so they're out on the lawn like per like partaking in this meditation thing why did you well, have he's... to mention iron fist because that's all i think about now when they're doing these moves <laughs> that's what I, that's all I, I kept thinking of when we were watching it oh. every time he was doing those moves coleman he, danny coleman gina Rand. gina colleen yeah it's all the same yeah it's all the same the uh so they're on the lawn in the middle of the night doing this. Well, because, yeah, they had a fun day, so he has to try to fucking ruin it. And why... So, they're doing that... Maybe the moon had to be in the sky. Had The stars had to align. Right. It's like some maximum overdrive shit or something. Or it was the thorn... The thorn constellation. Symbol. Okay, so, Lainey is riding her bike... Yeah. Home. Yeah. Like, from hanging out with Joel, we can assume. Or oh, no, it was. She was coming home because Joel was trying to molest the fuck out of her, and she said, no way, and she left. That happened. She was on her way home from that experience. I thought the only time he was getting molesty was on the dance floor. Don't you remember the whole reason why, like, she's not too into Joel anymore? Because they were on the hood of his car, and like, oh, they were talking. Uh, yes. And then he's, like, being a, again, Joel's a great guy. Yes, yeah, fucking guy. He's a great guy. I I want to know. I don't want to know more people, but like, imagine the people who watch these movies and this totally relate to Joel, or like they some like, like Last American Virgin. They relate to the uh, yeah. What was that guy's name? I don't know. Fuck. Depression. <laughs> not the not the sad sack. Rick. Rick. Yeah. Yeah. The people that relate to Rick. <sighs> well, because like Rick was getting all the girls though. Joel was not. I mean, he might. He got Lainey. Laney was Laney was very attractive. He, he hadn't. Well, no, but like he wasn't. They were not. They were not interlocking. 
with each other's biology. Right. That wasn't happening. So he wasn't getting her. Like, she liked... Even Lainey later on just kind of blows, like... who She just because... We find out more about her mom later, which is not worth talking about yet. But, like, her mom's... They just like Joel. He's this good American kid. So, of course, he's a fucking creepy, rapey kind of guy. But so, anyways... She shuts him down and then rides her bike home the night that... But why was Bobby running through? He was just running home from Dinger's house? I think so. I, I don't... Or, I forget. There was a lot going on. Well, there's a lot with with Bobby and Dinger where they were just doing random things. They did... They wanted to establish early on that they did, they did everything together. Right. They were not... They were not not conjoined in every activity they oh, well, I mean, it's a, it's a Corey movie, so it's... You know, this is the third movie they did together... And once you had that, like that, that first hit with License to Drive, and then Lost Boys, you know, it's like, all right, we got something here with these, these two dudes, both named Corey. They're both successful child actors. Now they're in their teens, and now they can right. You know, but this is that's just that's explaining. And they both love drugs. That's explaining the mechanics of the film. But in in the movie, it's just these two guys that don't leave each other's side. Right, but they just, couldn't because, like I said, but the, because of the mechanics of the film, that's why the characters cannot leave their. Yeah, side. but that doesn't make them not weird, and doesn't make them bizarre as fuck. Well, they are. Yeah, they're weird. They're real bizarre as fuck, For and they're sure. like. They have dog fights with each other because they growl each other's faces like they're gonna make out. Yeah, when they're when they're sleeping. They get real close. Yeah, they're yeah again. They're sleepovers where they're talking. Where, about, where they're talking about like uh, uh, they're talking about Laney. They're, they're talking about wet dreams and beating off. Yeah, and Laney and how like they name their palms. And what is heh? Yeah, it's my laugh. It's how I laugh. Heh. Is laugh like a man? Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, friend banter. <laughs> Being a I man, I do often tell you to laugh. I tell you to laugh like a man all the time. Being like being like a man multiple times in this movie is coming to question. Like when Who people knows? are called like fags. Well, don't we'll build up to the fag bombs. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying it's a sign of the times, right? But like I'm just it's, it's only stopped being just cool like, a... like ten years ago, <laughs> which is like fuck. That's not good. That's bad news. That's awful. So stuff. back to what they were what I was saying. So Bobby's running home. Lainey's yeah. riding her bike home. Yeah, the they both go through that shortcut. So that's like basically the first fifteen minutes is a setup that these kids go through this old people's yard, right, for a shortcut. And you know that these kids exist, so they don't come out of nowhere. So they have lives or living them. So when they're doing this like transcendental meditation dream thing that the Coleman and Gina are doing, at the same time that they're doing this. This is so weird. Well, because I was you, so you, you explain it, and I will justify it because I justified so it in my head real quick. When they run into each other, uh-huh. Bobby and Lainey, and as they collide heads, somehow the experiment that Coleman and Gina are doing ends up working in a way, but they don't transcend to like this other state or this dream world. Essentially. Coleman goes into Bobby and, and basically has to live as Bobby. And Gina kind of goes into Gina Lainey. And, Gina and Lainey get put through a fucking blunder. But it's because Gina didn't wasn't didn't know enough. Right. And I mentioned that early on and it was it mentioned was, later. Yeah, they actually how, addressed it. And how like Gina didn't because she wasn't as experienced with it. Like she's living slightly inside of Lainey. She is fully inside there, but. As it's, the, pro- it's not projecting out of Laney. The conscious the way Coleman is projecting out of Bobby. The consciousness is like messed up because like she's Laney, but she's got Gina inside of her brain. Right, there's a lot going on, and it's just a real fucked up human being. It is. But like when they're doing their dances, 
Like I figured like, cause they're using energy. I figured the energy drew them both together to assume to, to give them these vessels to jump into because like it's too, obviously it's a coincidence that it would happen, but if they're mastering this energy and if it can do this, then somehow it drew them both to the same point in time. Right. Very cosmic, very, very, um, you know, the weirdest thing is very though, scientific. The weirdest thing is though, unlike these other body swap movies that came out in the eighties, this one is not. It's almost just like a body possession. There they become Be no, because there's Coleman no becomes, because Coleman becomes a demon because Bobby does not become Coleman and Lainey yeah. does not become Gina. Coleman and Gina's bodies disappear. They become incorporeal entities and they go inside of Bobby's and, and for however and long, Lainey's brains. However long this lasted, however many days or whatever this lasted, Gina and Coleman were missing. Yeah, they're was just there gone. anybody that's like looking for them? I think the only person that would have looked for them was like his friend, and like he found he out did, pretty though, soon. He's like, "Where have you?" He's like, "He's like, oh, where's that? Where's that? Where's he been?" Right, but then it got explained. So like, the only guy that would have put in more effort, like, backed but off. They, they don't have families. No, their kids don't talk to them. They're retired. What? They don't have families. They never had kids. I don't know what they did. I don't know what they did, man. But it's only been a few days. Right. Or, I mean, you know, maybe a few weeks. Yeah. That's not too long. Especially if somebody lives out of state. Yeah, I don't know. It was just they didn't weird. have cell phones. It was just weird. You couldn't call them out on the go. And honestly, from there, the movie gets so weird because it's like it's this. For a while, you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like this is what this movie's about about this old man being trapped inside this young guy's body, and the only and then when he goes to sleep, he goes into a he can interact in like this like. Basically, it's another dimension. It's like it's another it, world, right? It's it's a mirror world, basically. Yeah, he goes into the like, dream world, but in that dream world, Bobby is exists, right? And Bobby wants to just stay in that dream world. Yeah, he hates his life. It's bad. His parents hate him. He's depressed. He can't be with the girl he likes. He just doesn't want to. He's having fun in the dream world right. because he has no responsibilities, which makes sense because that's the kind of guy he is. But like you've seen, but the, but then but then he knows how to get out, and he refuses to tell Coleman. But does he though? Because you find out he's does he does he really know anything, or is he just like stroking him along? You know what I mean? Because he right. says he knows this, but does he know anything? And like nothing. Well, he is, made up certain parts. He made up all everything he said was made up lies. Maybe he knew still how to get out though. He had no idea. He had no idea how to get out. He had no idea what he was doing. But imagine like any, any, it's a possession. Imagine any possession where like there's a time when like the two people are inside someone's head and they have a conversation. That's what's going on in dream world. Whenever he goes to bed. Right. Bobby's just teasing Coleman with these things. And then inside it's a replica of Coleman's house. And inside, and inside you see Gina. Like inside, like looking like bizarre, like like she doesn't know what's going on. And Lainey's in there too. Yeah, and they're both kind of like lost. They look lost. Uh, Gina's like wrapping up pictures, like yeah, losing memories. She's almost. packing up, right? Which That's Bobby points the, out. Essentially, the house is treated as like this is where this is where things end. When you go inside the house, you start fading away. Yeah, it's like you're so. A I didn't, and it, like if things didn't work out, and there wasn't like this, the end of the way it ends. It, and they, it's not necessarily that it works out, but, like, if things would have went the way that Bobby was saying things were going to go, like, who disappears from where? Does, does... 
Bobby's body just fall limp and they all just die and same thing with Lainey? Like, does Lainey just get to stay Lainey but with some loose, like, forgetfulness? And it's Coleman stays question. as Bobby? Because Lainey was pretty much still Lainey. She wasn't Gina. It wasn't like they're both running around trying to like you no, know, in but the, she, in but the she, body swap movies where one person's one and the other person's the other. No, it wasn't a complete swap. But there was enough of Gina bleeding through where like Lainey wasn't all Lainey. Lainey was the in the beginning you find out Lainey looks good in the leotard. And you know, that's not that's not an incorrect statement. But she was dancing later. Like she, you see her dancing well early on, and later she can't dance. So like she she lose like that part got re replaced. Right. Or just blocked out. So, like, well, Lainey might be the supreme overall consciousness that exists. There's a lot in her brain she can't explain. She can't put a voice yeah. to these thoughts. And I, and I which means she's just a she's just a mixed up, like, transporter human. Yeah. And there's nothing going on and, that and makes I, sense inside of her brain. And I, and I don't know how Lainey or Gina would feel about getting pooned. She probably would object. Getting pooned by Joel or Bobby. Bobby, even should, if Bobby is Coleman, Bobby should be okay with that. She was, she, she, she was her, willing to do fucking weird dances in the yard with this man. She'd take that poonage. I guess if that's the verbiage you want to use. That was used in this film. No, I shouldn't even talk about that. And just make that like a thing you say. <laughs> just not even say that it. was... No, it wasn't from the movie. No character said that. No word. character said pooning or. No, it's just something you say in your daily life. It's just terminology you use. Yep. It is. It's, it's. I say it all the time. I know. Um, speaking of Lainey. I get random text messages, and that's all it says. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Are you pointing, dude? And I'm like, <laughs> hashtag maybe, LOL. <laughs> maybe, hashtag LOL. The, uh, you, send hash, you send hashtags in, in text messages, right? People do that. Yeah. That's what the kids do these days? Yeah. All right, cool. So, you're talking about Lainey's kind of like fucked up head. It definitely... One, she's fucked up in the head from this whole situation with Gina being a part of her, but not knowing she's part of her right. or why these things are happening. And then two, Lainey comes from a broken home. And like, it's and her real mom broken. is like fucked up, addicted to pills. Yeah, she likes to drink alcohol all the time. And take pills while doing it. Yeah, lots of pills. So uh, it's already a weird situation. She has this boyfriend. Ron. Man, we don't meet him for so long into the movie. The guy who played Ron, I I just was like randomly clicking on people's names. And so it's this guy, John Ford Coley, yeah. who is like this like American like singer, songwriter guy. And like, why was he in this movie? It's so weird. He's like a just to play the abusive boyfriend, the enabler. Yeah. He was really weird. I mean, he had a weird look, but it imagine was like seventies. Imagine like Ritzy. Like, like, um, 80s. imagine Lainey's mom, like, yeah, ritzy 80s, like, high class broad, and that just drinks her wine and pops pills. You know the type? Yeah. Short haircut, real important. Yeah, but Ron, <laughs> he seemed like a great guy. God, Ron was not good. It, it, like, made sense, like, why she was attracted to Joel, because, like, who knows what her dad was like, and then her mom's attracted to people like Ron. It just kind of makes sense. Well, it makes total sense because you find out Lainey has a brother and like when dad left, brother went to live with dad because yeah. it was a male bonding thing is what she said. And then she's she got stuck with mom. Go with dad. Yeah. I bet dad be a little bit better. Probably. Maybe. If he left and he's like, fuck this. And it's funny because Lainey throughout the movie mentions how, well, there becomes a point when 
Coleman is in the dream world as Coleman talking to Bobby. Yes. And Bobby says, like, basically, you need to find Gina inside of Lainey and you need to, like, basically make her remember again and get her out of Lainey. And that's how you guys can help become one thing again. So while he's trying to, you know, basically it's he's stealing Joel's girlfriend. Yeah, but for different reasons, but also for the same reason, because he because Bobby does want he does like Laney. Maybe Bobby set this whole thing up. He could be just to get Laney. He could have. That's very possible. This massive conspiracy fucking with this old man's mind who teleported into his body. Like, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> there's a lot to handle. So, but she mentions at one point when she starts kind of not feeling Joel anymore and is kind of getting into Bobby, how, like, high school love is kind of bullshit and yeah. it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, at the end, it's like, oh, well, I want to be with you forever, Bobby. Well, he wins because you have this woman who's half out of it being but he's won, mature, being won over by this mature man who's she's being won over by the mind of a 65 year old man in a young guy's body. That's not a terrible combination for any woman, really. This guy knows what he's doing and he's just this young dude. Right. So like she's all and she's leaning into all of his moves until he starts busting out the shit of like, you have my wife's mind in your head. Let's let's deal with this. Oh, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. And things don't do that. Weird. That's so bizarre. Don't do that. You sound like a crazy person. Well, yeah. I mean, you say you sound like that to anybody. Even when he goes and says it to his best friend, played by Harry Dean Stanton, he said, like, you know, when he's in Bobby's body explaining that he is Coleman, and he's like, you're a crazy kid. Like, yeah, he, oh, well, he thinks, like, Coleman put him up to it. And then he mentions a story about some girls in the Philippines. Yeah, Manila, the Filipinos in Manila. Yeah. And how, like, he never believed that this was real. So it, it's, it's almost like that classic case of, in, in any sort of body sort of movie, like, no, I am this proof, person. Like, right. prove it. Like, right. here's your proof. And then the dog comes, and it's like, oh, the dog doesn't like anybody except for Coleman. Except for Coleman. And it zooms in on his eyes. You see the moment you realize, yeah. like, oh, this is real. This really happened. My crazy fucked up friend transported himself into a young kid's body. Yeah, so while all this is going on, too, you know, there's, like, uh, fights between Bobby and these punk rockers. You need the high school Dumas. Drama. Yeah. He's an absurd individual. Long and blonde he's, hair, he's like cool a, studded jacket. He's like a bully punk rock dude. And so while that's going on, too, you have Joel, who is their friend, who's trying to stand up for Bobby and take on Dumas and is slowly getting like angrier and angrier in this, with the situation and also angry with the whole situation with um, Lainey because she's constantly dodging him. Little does he know it's to be with Bobby, though it probably should have seemed obvious because they all of a sudden they haven't, they never talked before this. Yeah, not really. And all of a sudden no. are. So, I mean, Joel, a little blindsided, maybe by his alcoholism, or his, uh, his rage. His alcoholism, his rage, maybe just because, like, he doesn't think of his friend in that way, so, like, it doesn't, he doesn't think that that would be going on. Right. But, like, alcoholism. But Joel is definitely a weird guy. Like, even before, like, like the end, like, the towards the end, he's already a weird guy. He's a men's rights guy. Well, probably. You know, so what's this, she's like, what did he say? Oh, he had some good lines. Did he say something about how she wouldn't, like, she wasn't. Oh, what did it? What was it? Um, it started with a C. What did he say at one point? She wasn't complying with him or something. Yeah, it was something weird, like some technical terms. Like he views these things in like a very mechanical way. Yeah, she's not complying with me. What? 
You maniac! Don't talk like that. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty bizarre. It's not good. Maybe he has like a rough home life too. That's probably, probably where her, him and uh, Lainey kind of had some similarities there. Joel doesn't have a home. Cause she mentioned like she was going through some rough things with, like with her dad and like Joel was like happened to be there. Which is for again her. the men's rights guy. Like, oh, I'll take care of you, baby. Yeah. I'll make you feel yeah, better. Yeah, but the men's rights guys are more like, oh, we're we're just stuck in the friend zone and we can't get girls. Like but Joel, Joel and Lainey, like were a thing and like. But like not really. She want to kiss him. Well, we don't know what their life was like prior. They were in love. They, he was still he hadn't gotten anything from you her. You don't yet. know. They might have banged. He would no. no. Might have got that poon. Joel's the kind of guy that would have just left her then. Once he got gets what he wants, he would have left. He hadn't gotten it yet. Probably. You're so right. like you're probably right. You're so probably that right. didn't happen. You're probably right. Uh, speaking of parents. Bobby's parents, weird. really weird. One, the dad, played by this one actor who was in The Godfather, and he's an older guy. Al, Al Pacino. Yes, Al Pacino. <laughs> uh, though this guy was an older guy, probably in his 50s. Uh, the mom, played by Victoria Jackson, of uh, like Saturday Night Live fame. Correct. And she's in a number of other movies, too. Uh, more recently, like a political kind of... Uh, I guess, not Bible. Good. Bible pumping nutcase ish type of person. She's kind of going off the rails a little bit. Got a lot of criticism I mean, from for that from like uh, former like uh, coworkers and. I mean, only if like you know, maybe like that's that. maybe that's your opinion. Maybe other people think she's a well-adjusted. adult. I mean, some people might think she's a well-adjusted adult, and that's uh, that's, that's, their, that's their that's their problem. They got that's, something. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something that's else going something on. They got to deal with. Oh my god! But so she's the mom. There's easily like a 20 to 30 year age gap here. It's fine. Dad knows what's well, going on. I mean, on. it's fine. It happens. But they definitely try to make... But it's fine if they would have just made it seem like, okay, she's just a younger mom. But they definitely try to hide that she's younger by giving her like rollers and thick glasses and look, making her look like like an older mom. Right. They made her look real frumpy. Yeah. and the But the dad... He's such a weird character. He's always eating, especially something out of a bowl. Bowls are The one good. time is Oreos, but all, right. every other time is eating cereal or something else out they of had, a bowl. They had to sneak in that Oreos promo. And after that, it was just yeah. Well, they bowl. they ran out of Pepsi. He money, was eating everything, so. but there's how do you run out of Pepsi money? There's so many. <laughs> there's so much Pepsi all over the place. Yeah, especially then, Pepsi was like a bigger deal than it's the next generation, man. Was it? I don't. Was that the, at the time though? That's what the cool kids were doing. Yeah, but at the time, cool I don't know if that was their, uh, their 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 their. I don't like, know. We can look it up. But I'm just saying, like it's at a the Pepsi time, generation in the in the eighties, Pepsi was a bigger deal than Coca Cola. It was for old people. Well, that's when they tried to make and new losers. Coke. Remember, they tried to make new Coke. Yeah, because that. Worked. And then they're like, "Oh, we're just sorry, Chris Coca Cola Classic," and it was just new Coke. Right. They didn't change anything. They just logos. Coca-Cola Classic. Then there was Coke 2. I remember Coke 2 existing. Yeah. It's okay. They all tried different weird things. Pepsi had Crystal Pepsi. They brought that back recently. You can still buy that in stores, I think. I think you can. Yeah, I think, yeah, you, I can think buy. you can. But, like, uh, Pepsi just makes me People think... People are picky about their pops. I'll, yeah, I'll drink whatever, usually. Well, because, like, all the... There's rent... Like, those companies own chips and stuff, too. So, like, there's always a bunch of different kind of chips, and people are always willing to try those. And, like, nobody bitches about those, really. But, like, when you change up pop, it's like, what do you think I'm going to yeah, do? Yeah, you don't drink get this? too many people who are like, wow, I like this kind oh, of chip over this ha chip. Hopping arrow chips, like, no one fucking freaks out. You just don't eat it. But when you change up fucking soda, oh, Lord. Yeah, it's a weird... This, it's a weird thing, because... To me, Pepsi, Coke, whatever, I'm not going to be, like, 
when I go to a restaurant and somebody's like, I'm like, oh, can I have a Coke? And I don't know what they... Say, right. say I order a pop at the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I don't drink pop a whole lot. No. Every now and then I do. Uh, but if I do, if I order a, pop, a Coke and they said, oh, we have Pepsi, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. But it's always weird, though, that they always tell you, like, no, we don't have Coke, we have this. You know why? Because Cause like, they, cause people will get... People will freak out. What do you mean? Like, Give me what I want with my salad. Or like they're drinking it the whole time, not realizing it like, that they're drinking Pepsi instead of Coke, and then all of a sudden they find out. And yeah, it's uh, I don't drink this. It, it reminds me, there's an SNL skit. Gives my sensibilities. It's like a pre-taped like SNL like skit commercial thing. Yeah, with like Chris Farley, and it's supposed to be this for this these coffee crystals, and it's like these all these like fake commercial things of. All these people being told, like, they're not drinking actual coffee. They're drinking Colombian coffee crystals. Mm. And they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea. And then they gets to Chris Farley, and they're like, you've been drinking Colombian co coffee crystals. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you've been drinking. He's like, what? <laughs> what the hell? And he just starts, like, smashing things and breaking things. And, like, people in the restaurant are, like, screaming. People do that in real life. They throw <laughs> yeah. fits. Yeah, and there's, like, people getting pies getting thrown in the face. And he's like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> why? Why? And, like, the way the, the chef comes out and he's, like, banging a pan over his head to, like, stop this oh madman. And he just keeps screaming, like, why? That's not good. But, like, something like, yeah. nobody's going to that extreme, but, like, people get genuinely upset. Like, and how I, dare you? And, and I never really think about that, like, when they say, like, oh, we have this, not this. Yeah. And I'm always just like, all right, whatever. But it is weird, like, that they tell you that, because it's like, I don't give a fuck. They have to, because yeah. people are fucking we babies. We don't have Sunkiss, we have Fanta. Or, like, right, think of anything. Like, I used to always... But we'll, I, we'll call bullshit on the, uh... What? On, like, McDonald's replacing their Orange High C with Orange Fanta. Not the same thing. No, well, that's... One's an orange pop, and one was an orange sugary juice drink that was great. <laughs> wow. Let's have a rant about how you don't care what you drink and then get so specific about what McDonald's serves. What a madman. Does somebody do a ninja dance and jump into your head? Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got so specific. They got, they got so of, they determined. They had an orange ice oh on the menu forever and then they just get rid of it. Well, I'm glad to know we're in the pockets of Big High C in this podcast. I mean, the contract didn't it was work a, out. Honestly, when I would go like for breakfast to get McDonald's for breakfast or something, I'd always get like a, an orange high C, <laughs> like a little like a child. Yeah. But I would get an orange high C. It was also uh, for some felt like it was like always oh, a good hangover cure. I just get the all orange, the sugar and stuff in it. Yeah, that, that that's true. Yeah, and just... now they have, and they all they also got rid of Powerade, which I real found out recently, which I, I uh, was ordering one. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get this and like a and then. Uh, my wife wanted a Powerade with yeah. with her, um, with what I was getting, and um, they're, like, they're like, no. "Oh, we don't have Powerade anymore. We have Fruitopia." I didn't even know it was Fruitopia. I didn't know that was still a drink. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a drink that existed still. No, that went away years ago. I, I the can't. McDonald's is still sporting it. Yeah, because it's some cheap ass. Probably some cheap. Everybody just goes to McDonald's for Coke or tea. Coffee also. I guess, but... That's what I do. It's Coke. It, most people go in for Coke or tea because it's a dollar, and you get a yeah, but, giant Coke, and the, because people are like, 
McDonald's Coke is so much better than right Coke out of a can. Because it's just of... the, it's the syrup shit that like right. I mean, that's how it's made. It's right. it's a more intense. They add just more to their thing, which yeah. is true. So it does yeah. probably taste better. It does sugar. Better. You know what yeah. tastes better? Things with sugar in it. So like sweet tea. You know what tastes better? Things with lots of. Have you ever let your sweet tea sit out for more than the night just by accident? In the morning, that is not liquid. No, it's just like it is something else. <laughs> it's not. Like sweet tea, cold sweet tea is great, but like if you let that shit settle, don't. I mean, you know, good good product. I don't. McDonald's. I don't normally get uh, coffee from McDonald's. If I get coffee, usually if I get coffee from somewhere, I, I'd rather get Dunkin' Donuts. Nah, I wouldn't do. I would mocha frappe. That's not coffee though. It's like a shake with like. Oh, wow, wow. It's a wow, wow. It's not what it is. Ice cream shake. Coffee flavored ice. They. I get high C and they don't have Powerade. Just shut up. This is stupid Frappe talk. Frappe is a coffee-flavored milkshake. Oh, what kind of milkshake flavor? Coffee? Is it loaded with caffeine? Yes. Rather just get a milkshake. That's fine. I'd rather milkshake your, Sh- give you a milkshake. Half shamrock, half chocolate. It's all this, like, you know how Taco Bell is, like, is the same a bunch of things served in different ways? All McDonald's is, is the same, like, different organizations of sugar. Yeah. That's all it is. Oh, this is, here's your sugar meat patty. flavors. Oh, is this, is this libel? Is this not good? This is a satire podcast. Yeah. What is the, what are these? I don't know, man. Is this all sugar? It's not the best thing for you. No, I'm not. I've never once said. Quit McDonald's trying to tell people. Healthy. Quit trying to tell people how healthy McDonald's hey, they is. They got their new signature sandwiches and they're made out of, <laughs> I don't fucking the know. Gourmet coffee is great. Like those frappes that is pure coffee. They asked me if I want a cherry on top, and I always, I'm like, because I don't it's want a shake. It. I don't want that. I don't want you know that. what they put on top of the shakes? Whipped cream and a cherry. I don't want those in my shakes either. I say, no. Yeah, like, whipped cream on the shake is weird, right? Just give me a shake. Why do I have to have whipped cream on the Again, there's, Usually a, they there's, don't enough sh- there's enough sugar in here. Right. That well, I'm going to get my fix. Also, you're taking up part of my cup that could have a shake in it. All right. So is that is the McDonald's on the street open 24 hours? No. All right. Going to get a Coke. Going to get shake. a mocha frappe. And a, and a chocolate milkshake and a smoothie. I like those too. Fuck the sugar in that too. Yeah, they're real good though. I like smoothies. Their smoothies are probably like worse for you than like other places smoothies. Obviously, if you went to like a smoothie king, we don't have any of those around here. No, but if you go to a certain creamery, those are good smoothies. Yeah, but like one thing they told me. What does this have to do with Dream a Little Dream Pepsi products? Because when I think when I dream my little dream, I think of those creamery milkshakes, and they're very delicious. One time, like, the, the yogurt machine was down, so they said, we can't make this one non-fat. And I was like, oh, my God, you mean the ones that I've been getting from this dairy place have been non-fat? That's awesome. <laughs> okay, I'll take this non-fat, this, this one with actual fat in it. So that basically was just, like, a milkshake. Right, but at I, that point. But, but I drank it, and it was good. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's like six bucks. Extra, extra large one. That's uh, too big. It's got to be over a certain amount to use a credit card. So you just get the biggest one you got. I don't think it does anymore. Well, maybe that's changed. I think it has. You got something for like two bucks? Yeah, I got like a two ice, is... two regular ice cream cones <laughs> that long ago and it was like $3. You used your card? Yeah. Wow, you're a piece of garbage. Well, why? Because they took down the rule and you didn't pay attention? They would tell me the rule. I know, but they always had it posted too. You're just eating in their profits, man. Everyone uh, local cares business. about local businesses that we live around. So about this movie where a guy where a guy jumps <laughs> well, into a little boy's Pepsi body because they're all over. But like in the eighties, like God, don't you want a Coke now? When I, th- when I think of God. when I think of Pepsi, I oh like being in movies, I think of like Back to the Future too. 
Yeah. Look at that. Like they had the Pepsi, whatever it was called, like Pepsi Two or something like that. They had those special crazy bottles. When they went to the future. Yeah, when they went to the future, which is now. Which is now past yeah. past. Yeah. We're past that point. Fuck, dude. I used to remember when I was looking forward to the year 2005 when Unicron was coming. Mm. That's long gone. They're long gone. Damn. Um, but I don't want a Coke right now. I, uh, I'm fine. I don't drink a lot of pop, so I'm okay. I go to places and be like, can I have a Sprite? And they'd be like, we've seen your mist. And I'd be like, all right. Big that's difference. what we were talking about before. I know. That's I wanted. To, we ranted, but that was my example I wanted to share with the people who care a lot right. about Sprite's that Right, Sprite, Sierra Mist, 7-Up, whatever. Yeah. Who's going to be upset? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not liking your. You gotta pick a brand now. I guess. Everybody guess pick sides nowadays. Fine, I'll go Seven Up. How oh, good I am, Sprite. Make Seven Up yours. Remember that slogan? Yeah, I remember Sprite. Remember thinking about Sprite. I think about like basketball. There's a lot of basketball players more than Sprite. Yeah, back they in the do. Day. LeBron. Yeah. I think LeBron's like their biggest. Yeah, like, but like they've always done. Like I remember like a Charles Barkley and like stuff yeah, like that. I'm trying to be current. But I said back in the day. I didn't mean yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of all stars, speaking of back in the day. <laughs> Uh, in this movie, it was back in the day, and it gets really dark at one point. I wish we could properly set up the entire movie. It was careening in this weird, well, in this is, different direction, and then it goes into, like, a all is lost moment, and it's just, like, straight. It's nighttime, everything is dark, scary. Well, because it gets to the point where a Coleman inside of Bobby doesn't think that he'll be able to get... He has only a certain amount of time. Which is what he's been told, what by, he's been told. by Dream Bobby. Because Bobby loves Dream World and he wants to live there and whatever. Bobby's world. Bobby's world. That's Howie Mandel. No, so, Howie wasn't in there. But he was Bobby. Not in the movie we watched. No, but in Bobby's world. You said Bobby's world. Yeah, but I'm in Bobby's world is in the movie we watched. That was Bobby's his uncle's world. uncle was like, time I, for I, nuggies. I know, I watched it. That's why I, that was the, that was like the quote unquote joke. I got it, but I want to keep going. I know you just want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. So, so what happens when you hang with three fucking Corys? So, your brain turns to the tricory tops. Don't make it sound cooler than it is. <laughs> the tricory tops. The things get really dark because two more it gets to the point where where Coleman is thinking things are dwindling down for him, and he really doesn't know what's going to happen to him if he doesn't get because he didn't expect any of this shit to happen. Right? Like, what are you messing with? But things are also getting dark because Joel is like slowly finding out things about um Laney. Laney and um Bobby. Yeah, they have a so, funny like, relationship. So there's a point where Bob Bobby goes to Laney's house to see Laney and she's like, Oh, mom's gone or she's gone. And then Joel goes over there. Remember, she's like, You're we want you to be part of the family, Joel. Yeah, so there's weird like not... love obsession with Joel. I think I I think Lainey's mom really wanted to have sex with Joel. I was going to say that. I was going to say that when Bobby went to the door the one time, even too, because she was like being kind of like, oh, hey, like kind of weird with him too. She's also like drunk and drunk on and, pills all yeah, the time. pills. And when Ron's not around, it's all, it's, it's that mustache, free man. game. That mustache treated her well. Yeah, but when, she, when Ron's not around, she'll go for those little boys. Yeah. She don't care. Do you think her... Well, they're not little boys. They're teenagers, but... Come on, little boys. I'm not going to say that. You just did, though. I'm, 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 you already did that. You can't take that back. Yep, I'm taking it out. I'm going to replace it with... No. Instead of the little boys, I'm going to be like, teenagers. <laughs> going to say it just like that, too. That's cool. <laughs> that's a cool thing to do. Yeah, just edit, edit over it. And then... As and, if that's better than little but boys. That, but that's at the point where Joel is, like, getting real intense. He... 
confronts Lainey at the dance. Because instead of Bobby and Lainey just, like, dealing with their um, current, like, significant others. No, they were Because Bobby had, like, this other girl. Shelly. Shelly. She isn't bad. She's she's good. Right. She was fine. She's good. And, like, but I kind of felt bad for her because she kind of got, like, just thrown around. Bobby would cheat off of her tests. She would do all his homework, too. That's what it was, too. And both. It was the, yeah, yeah, both. And, um... So they're going to still take their other, like, boyfriend girlfriends to the dance, which is, like, at this point, you've been together this much, you're doing all this stuff together, people have seen you, people know, like, you have your one friend, uh, Dinger, he's trying to, like, cover up for you constantly, you're, like, you're putting this guy in a position. Yeah. And he's sick of being in that position. So you go to the dance, and what happens is Joel is drunk, he's constantly drinking out of his flask, he shows up drunk and pissed off. Grabbing Lainey's boobs, and then she's like, not having it. He flips out, and then he realizes, like, there's, like, a thing, like, a fully thing between uh, Lainey and uh, Bobby. Yeah. So he really flips out when they leave together. Yeah. And what does he do? He goes home, and, like, a poor um, yeah, Dinger is Dinger, in the car with Dinger him. Dinger went with him back, but. And then Joel walks out with a fucking flask and a gun. And a gun. And you're like, why is this movie getting... And the and thing is, it might sound like we jumped like a big gap from where we were before the like whole Pepsi talk, whatever. Yeah. But really, stuff happens, but it's like... A, just it's a, building. It's a lot of like montages and like just like Bobby... Bobby's and, just, Coleman as Bobby trying to convince Lainey And Lainey even, about Lainey even points out... She's like, this is a bizarre courtship. This is a bizarre courtship. So that's pretty much a chunk of the movie is like this courtship. So like stuff happens, but it's not also, like... Also, we can't... We, oh, I was just going to say, we can't forget the background drama of the punk rockers causing shit. Because like... No, I was going to bring that okay, up. Okay, yeah. all right. I just want to make sure. Because like Joel's like a weird friend of like Bobby and those guys. But Joel like sticks up for those guys. And the punk rocker, like um, there's a football game. Dinger trips the punk rock dude. And then like... He goes, doesn't he go after Dinger? And then Bobby well, goes happened, to fight him because Joel gets so in that too. So what happens is Bobby, because in, he's actually Coleman. Yeah, Coleman. So Coleman know, knows, knows so martial much arts. so he can do it in Bobby's body. Yeah. He beats up Dumas, who's the head punk guy. So to retaliate, all the punk guys jump Bobby on one of Laney and his, his dates. It was a good date. And, well, that's when she got pissed off at him for telling him about the bias. Right, but she, stuff. I mean, that was just like, she's going through stuff. Well, it's hard to understand because it's weird. It's understatement, but and, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Joel is not only pissed off at Bobby for stealing his girlfriend, which was, they're on the rocks anyways, but still, he did steal her. They probably should have just broke it off clean, then started their shit. Laney gave no Any, shit. about Anybody Joel. who needs some advice about situations like that, Go that route first, break up with the person, then start seeing the other people, because you don't need guns pulled on you. No. So, but the whole thing but, was weird, because Joel was almost more pissed off at the punk rock guys. That He was taking tension. his aggression out on them, because he was already pissed at them, and he admits it. Yeah. That he was like, I'm pissed at these guys, they're fucking picking on everybody, I'm sick of their shit, because he... They trip him when he's walking out of the dance. Right, when he's already built up his Right, that's when he goes bridge. and gets the gun. Yeah. So he knows where they hang out. Yeah. And he goes to their, like, hangout and brings the gun and basically threatens... He shoots it up in the air and tells them all, like, stay here. Yeah. You know, shit's going down. And he's going to put... He's putting the gun to Dumas's head. And at this time, you got Dinger and their other friend, who I don't think they ever said his name. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. 
Dinger and Jeff, they are looking for Bobby. Bobby for one to tell Bobby and Laney about what Joel's doing, but they're also looking for Joel. And then Bobby and Laney, well, they were trying to do their meditation thing to get realign to realign their, their everything chi to get in sync with Kung Lun. <laughs> And um, Madame Gao wouldn't let him. No, so the hand was must fucking. The hand was the parents. Shit. They uh, because they're out looking for Lainey. That makes sense. And so Lainey ends up going back with her mom and Ron, where they drug her. Yeah. So that's fucked up. They drug her because she's like, I don't want any part of this. I love. I'm a, I'm falling for Bobby. I Joel beat me, and you don't even give a shit, and go ahead and move, and like, fucking Ron over here. Yeah, fucking Ron. Uh, you know, I don't even want you seeing him anymore, and so Ron tries to act all buddy-buddy, and little does she know that the mom poured some, cracked her pill, uh, smashed it up into her uh, drink, so Lainey is passed out. And what did Ron say exactly, so you can relax and like, deal with me? No, he goes... He goes here. Help me finish this drink so I can get out of here. And you know you have to. You know you can deal with me less. Um, Basically, trying to be nice to her because she said she doesn't want him around. So he's like, here, right. like, oh, look, I'm being nice to you, but like, I guess I'll go if you really want me to. Okay. Like kind of thing. I wish I remember what was said because I I remembered it just like no, that's it, it came off like get tipsy weeks. You can deal with him better. I was like, no, oh, it was more get tipsy here. Finish my drink so. And then I can get out of here quicker, is what he said. Which, like, what a, if that's that's a bullshit idea, if that's how it went. Right, well, I mean, there were right, pills smashed up in the drink, so person. it didn't matter anyways. And during all, during that was happening, they find Joel in the alley with the gun to Dumas's head. He's on his knees. Yeah, the kid's the guy on his knees, gun to his head. <sighs> Joel, dude. And then Bobby and Jeff and Dinger, they show up to, like, talk him down. I don't think Bobby should have went. Bad move. Uh, bad move because he's already super angry at Bobby. Almost more of the rage is towards Bobby, but he's taking it on. Which Dumas. is why the friendship is weird because, like, he even admits it, but, like, right. he's he's not quick to just put and then, uh, pull but, it on Bobby. But then Coleman, because Coleman is Bobby, yeah. you know, is in his right mind because he's this older guy, he gives this, like, whole monologue speech about, you know, this isn't worth it when 20 years from now. This shit's not gonna matter. It's so a good, like, it's you a know, good speech. If you want to shoot somebody, just shoot me. Like, oh, and Dinger's Bobby. like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, don't do that. And he's like, "You know, I'm gonna go back by the car and have some beers. If anybody wants to just forget about all this shit and join me." And then Joel does pull the gun he does. on Bobby. He does. And, and then he's like, then he's real tense. And he's like, "Fine, just do it then. Just if this one, this is how you want to do, you know?" He's like, "Come on, like, it's not worth. Is it worth it?" And eventually. Joel realizes the error of his ways. Yeah, he walks over, points the gun back at Dumas, but then tips it up and dumps with a bullet. Yeah. Out. But like But we don't know thing is at the at the end of this movie we don't have any closure with Dinger or Joel. Well, they got their moment, like that's yeah. But Dinger I felt should have had something more. He didn't even have a character arc, he just was existing. Like where was he gonna go? They didn't give I, I mean, feel they didn't like give him anything. At the end when Bobby and Laney are together, it should have been like they they walk to the corner and dingers they're like oh look at you two lovebirds and has his cane with them or something like it just one little extra thing just to have the character be there right. again because it would have made sense no. he's always there didn't so. matter but so while while after the, that whole situation Bobby runs back to Lainey's house they're like no she's sleeping obviously she's been drugged and whatever she's been drugged so he hard he breaks into her room so his hands all bloody from smashing the window he's trying to wake her up because he thinks if she goes to sleep. It's game over. No more Gina. 
She's done. That's what Dream Bobby and, told her. And told him. And he has to live in Bobby's body forever. Yeah. And Bobby is gone in from Dream World even then too. Which knowing that, this is why it kind of played into like in TV shows that shit doesn't work when the guys like shoot me because you know that character's not going to die if it's a main character. Right. But in this movie, it's you, maybe something bad would have happened. Right. Something you know. Spins and then does out Bobby die? And then Coleman dies too. What would have happened? I think they all would have died. Yeah. Bobby's just stuck in this. He's this incorporeal spirit that right. inhabits the dream world. Right. I don't know. It's weird. The, um, and then, so then, Bobby doesn't make, because he, he tries to wake up Lainey, his, covering her face in blood on accident. Because he has to climb the... the well, the, yeah, I mentioned he broke the, uh, broke okay. the window. I was and then the, her, envisioning it in my head. Her parents listening. come in like... Well, I mean, and at this point, they are in the... While... While um, her mom and Ron are in the wrong for the most part, mom and Ron, they are in the right here. A young man who they told, you know, you need to go, breaks into their house. His hands covered in blood, is pour, spreading blood all over her daughter's face, shaking her violently. Right, they are, they're in the right mind. It got to, intense. It's it's okay that they took the decision to remove him from the situation and kick him out of the I house. I mean, yeah, but like they fuck, don't know like, that fuck he fuck Ron though, dude. Fuck Ron, but they also don't know that he's an old man trapped in a young boy's body, and that their daughter has an old woman trapped in her body. But they do know that they drugged their own daughter. They do know that. So like, so that's fucked up. We already established that's fucked up. Which, like, if you would have called the cops, you could have sent Bobby away forever. Yeah. Because, like, there's a blood hole he breaks in, he's on top What's of this woman. Blood? Yeah, but, like, that's kind of the point, though, too. It just It's this terrible situation. Right. She's drugged. Oh, he drugged like, her. You could, you that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Ooh. Right. You could just root it off, like, fuck, he's, he's going to rape her now. Oh. Bad stuff. Shit, bad but stuff. they didn't think about that because... No, because they, they're drunk and on pills. Right. They probably don't even remember it happening. No. So... Bobby's basically like, this is it. Like, no, it's not going to work out for me. He lays down in, like, he, Coleman's house because he can get in there. Yeah. Right? He lays down and uh, he's... Well, he he just goes back to the house. And then it shows, like... Then it pans, like, from Bobby walking towards the house mm -hmm. on the side of the house. And it goes pans to the front of the house. And then it goes inside and you see actual Coleman sit down in this chair and just basically give up and be like, all right, this is it. And closes his eyes. So... But the thing is, you thought that the, I thought that was like okay, this is like Dream World, and he's just finally giving him. But that wasn't in black and white like Dream World was, so it was kind of weird. Dream World was a little; it wasn't right. black and white, maybe a little desaturated. Yeah, and he uh, he goes to sleep, and he wakes up, and everything is fine. Gina is Gina. She's but, just dancing and listening to music, but she's not listening to music she normally listens to. No, it's like current pop music. So like, right, and then he wakes up. And he realizes that, like, not everything was, like, what he said. What Basically, what Bobby said, he just yeah. made it all up. There's, like, an inner monologue at one point with Bobby, and he says, like, I just made it all up. Like, yeah, I lied. And so, but it did teach Coleman, if anything, anybody got anything out of this movie, it teaches Coleman a lesson of, like, you know, life is too short. You shouldn't spend all your time trying to do these crazy experiments and ignoring your wife. <laughs> and maybe just live your life in the now instead of trying to yeah, live forever. Appreciate the time you have. Right. Not ignore what you have to try and live longer. And so then him and his wife are, him and Gina are on the lawn having some coffee. He would always tell Gina about his dreams. Right. And, and Gina asked him about a dream and he said, no. Nah, and he's like, I'm not no. going to go meditate. I'm going to go work in the dirt. And it's just like blue. At first I thought he said work in the dark. 
And I was like, well, that, that's weirder than that's working good. by, that's weirder than doing your meditation, working in the dark. Gina got, Gina got real hot and bothered when he, he said he's going to go work in the garden. Like, oh my, that's a normal activity. Yeah. Wow. So, and then they're out there together and who do they see walking by Bobby and, uh, Lainey. Yeah. And so you were, you were, you do realize everything did happen. Cause it could have been at a point. Bobby's got cuts at, and scrapes on his face. At that point it could have yeah. been like, oh, none of this actually happened. Which would have been like, all right. Because, I mean, that's the thing that happens in a lot of movies. Like, oh, it was all a dream. And this movie's called Dream Little Dream. So it's like... Perfect. Well, it all, but it wasn't a dream. No, it happened. Uh, Yeah, it all happened. So, but Bobby seemed real, like, apprehensive about this entire thing. Yeah. Like, he wasn't, like... Like, he didn't like it, it looks like, at all. Because yeah. he, he winks at Coleman. Yeah. But the whole dialogue is, like, no good feel. Well, he's like, I'm not going to come through your... You know, he's like, I appreciate you... Yeah. You said I can come through, but like, I think it was more like he grew up. Well, he grew up, but he's also, we've had enough together. Yeah. We dealt with enough. We've gone through enough. We're all in our right minds now. How does he explain all... what he did? How did, because Bobby's the one that has to deal with the aftermath. Right. He punched through a window, attacked Laney, and like, they're clear, Laney's probably going to run away from home now. Well, with Bobby, I'm sure. Right. They're just going to, they're just gone. So, so my question for you. You're going to ask me a question. Concerning right. this movie. Okay. Do we watch the sequel? Yeah, of course. That's what we're watching next week. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It's going to have nothing to do with this shit at all. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm totally down to watch, no Laney. The, to watch the sequel. Probably no Laney. I can't wait to get the two-sentence explanation of what happened, how it's just totally I mean, ignored. this movie is a six-year gap. I mean, what? This is 89 was Dream a Little Dream. Um, Dream a Little Dream 2 is 95 the whole different decade i mean they're grow they're older now and i'm sure you're i'm sure i mean this is so if we thought we saw the beginning stages of cory feldman dressing like and dancing and acting like michael jackson in this movie yeah he's just in it, now, it huh? it's fully we're getting into it for sure and this was when they were still trying to do these Corey Corey movies like it took a break for a little while obviously due to like drug issues I mean that's why Corey Feldman didn't do Donatello and he did him in the first Turtles movie not in the second movie did him in the third movie because he came back because he was more sober right and so but they tried to do these Corey Corey movies a few times again with this and then there was a National Lampoon's movie called Last Resort where it's them two in it it's a really weird movie sounds like it but uh yeah, so I'm I'm totally down to to watch. Yeah, that's, uh, what, that's what I'm gonna dream put myself a little dream through. too, starring Corey Feldman and Corey Haim as the same characters. The same characters matter. Where's Laney at? That makes me sad. She doesn't exist. It makes me sad. So I mean, when when Dinger and Bobby find some magical sunglasses, that's enough. I... Nothing more. This movie has nothing to do with magical sunglasses. What is this? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know what to tell you. Well, we clearly need one of these movies nowadays. One of another dream, a little dream. Yeah, a new one. Yeah, with them. Yeah, they can't. Corey Haim is dead. That's fine. Well, how you? Well, it's him? sad, but I mean, <laughs> it's it's sad. Oh, drug overdose, which is very depressing. I thought he was. I wasn't sure. Yeah, he. I remember he was in like Crank Two. I mean, like holy shit, Corey Corey Haim's alive. And then he just... like, and then he died not long after that. So yeah, no, no, uh, no, no. Dream a little dream with Corey Haim, but Corey Feldman, maybe. Maybe he can. He's out there doing his rock and roll with his angels. Yeah, he becomes. He's 
He's in a band. He's basically acts like Michael Jackson. Like, if you watch YouTube videos of him, there's that cringy video. It was, like, all viral from him on the Today Show, and it's cringy as fuck. Yeah. And uh, it's bad things. He recently played nearby uh, us a few months ago. They should have went. Yeah. Uh, well, I was busy that day, but I, big 4th of July party that day. I so had no interest. Not, right. But it was, like, 20 bucks. If I was off that day, I would have been down to go see Corey Feldman. It would have been a train wreck. You would pay twenty dollars to watch a train wreck on stage. Well, at least it's confined to the stage. It wouldn't worth it. Well, you know. It wouldn't worth the twenty dollars. Could have had him sign your copy of Dream a Little Dream. I don't have a copy. Just of print it. Just print it off Amazon. I'd have him send my copy of like maybe like Friday the Thirteenth Four or something like that, or Goonies or. I guess. Um, a lot of Lost Boys. A lot of better other movies that that's, I own on DVD. But that's not funny. It's not funny. No. No, I'd have him sign a copy of Dream a Little Dream 2. <laughs> <laughs> Just have him sign some sunglasses. Oh, like the, uh, one of those uh, Lost Boys sequels that he, he was in. I think they made like a couple of those. Have him sign a copy ones. of Twilight and say close enough. Or close enough. Vampires. <laughs> yeah, you sure. get it, right? Get it. So yeah, have next. Him sign, have him sign a copy of 24. Next week on the podcast, we're going to. Dive right into Dream a Little Dream 2 from 1995. Man, I can't. Two weeks of Corey's. It's the Try Corey Tops week two. It's almost like six of us. Because I just like to punish myself, I guess. That's what I like to do. You mean it happens. It, I mean it happens. So come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. Cocta Comedy Funhouse Network. <laughs> <laughs>